It's almost bang on 5.30. So, 5.30pm, did you say? Here we go. What's this going to be? So, so what were you doing just into the lead up of this podcast? Uh, just walk me through. Working. Walk me through sort okay. of what's happened in the past, I don't know, 15, 20, maybe an hour. Making me very nervous already. Okay. Um, I was working and then I went upstairs, got a jug of water. And then I came back downstairs, had a small argument with Emma, uh, came back downstairs and then I um, set immediately up GarageBand and uh, Skype. Yeah. And, and no one, I don't know, like released any sort of noxious gases into the room. You didn't like physically injure yourself or hurt yourself in any way. It's just sort of been a normal day for you. Yeah. it's It's been pretty normal. Why? It's just... Uh, you're coming across, I don't know, slightly more sensual, slightly more intelligent, slightly more trustworthy. I'm starting to look up to you a bit more. Um, you, you what become, is going on here? Become a bit more of like a father figure, I suppose, in this podcast. And what? I'm just trying to work out why that might be. Why, what are you getting at? Well, it just, I, I suppose, a certain... What do you know? A certain timbre in your speaking style um, that's just lending a different kind of uh, air to the podcast. I don't like this one bit. I don't know what you're getting at. I don't know what you're doing. Is it you're going to make me guess, but by doing that, then I reveal too much. <laughs> I'm, I know you've done this before. I'm, I'm not, a, not a goddamn fool been down this hole before i'm not going again michael your voice is about i would say a full octave lower than normal i don't understand this your your voice yeah the audio of it the wavelengths in which it's transmitting is one octave lower like you've done a voice pitching changer are you serious? I am 100% serious. <laughs> no way. How is that even possible? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What are you what are you connecting through? Is this an actual accident or have you been fucking with me? I have not I have no idea what you're talking about. This is <laughs> it is it is set up it is set up exactly the same way. I thought you were just holding the fort with like a stoic face of like, oh yeah, this is a sil- another silly thing I've done to start the podcast and I'll just see how Nick reacts to it. Have you not legitimately not set your voice to be an octave lower? I don't even know how you would do that. Like I would have to do it through GarageBand, but then through Skype. Yeah. Okay. I, I guess the only way I can I can show you is by recording it and sending it back okay. to you. To prove, so I'm gonna okay, have to. I'm gonna have to disconnect. Okay. This is bizarre. Say something. Saying something so that I can hear my voice back. Apparently, it's lower. Okay, I just texted it to you. Did you get it? Saying something so that I can hear my voice back. <laughs> Apparently, it's lower. 
Weird. Oh, it's normal. That's it's normal. Oh, what? That's so. It's I. Something was happening maybe through Skype. I don't know. Oh. Because I when I I disconnected my headphones and then put it back in again, and it was normal. Oh, I I really hope Weird. the call recorder captured that in the dropped baritone version because otherwise it's <laughs> it's not going to really translate. I, s- I sounded good. You sounded like good. I guess you could always play the video that you just took. Yes, it did. It did. <laughs> it did. Yeah. Okay, I can put it in. I can put it in. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, it's it's recorded it and it's it's even more baritone than you'd believe. Oh, you know what? You should just Take it down a few notches. Just take a <laughs> no, take a some keep... creative. Oh, natural is already very impressive. Man. That's a fun way to start a podcast. That's though. a fun in like like a ransom voice. I wish I'd thought of that. Thanks, Skype. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gosh, wow. Okay, how exciting! I genuinely thought you'd you'd done a remarkable amount of like sonic looping to be able to like somehow get audio processed back through skype so that i could hear it fucked up but no it was just well it's kind of computers doing shit i have been messing around a little bit with some plugins on GarageBand, um just in another project file but i thought maybe it could be that um uh, no but, but then also when I disconnected and reconnected so yeah i don't yeah. know i don't know why well I'm glad my shrill, uh, annoying, high-pitched <laughs> yeah, voice is back. Now I have to deal with the reality, that which is me. much less interesting. Yes, sir. How, How you been? You? Yeah, good. Good. New new internet, by the way. Uh, that was where I was going to lead off. I was shocked at how dramatically improved it has become. It is instantaneously noticeable how much yeah. better it is. Yeah, shout out to Lee and shout out to Lee. Uh, Dave. It's actually Dave. Dave's modem, but I don't think Dave knows that I have it at the moment. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> thank you. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's made a, a huge difference. And um, and we've still got the extender going, yeah. so that's bouncing up upstairs. Upstairs, the top floor is still a little eh, yeah, like maybe three floors up is a bit yeah. But um, in the study here on the second floor, beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, hopefully that's the end of our um, shitty, laggy issues that we've been suffering. Uh, it I'd looks, like to think so. It looks great. It looks great. We're both in uh, LD for the first time in a while, or ever, maybe? I don't know that we overlapped. I don't think you were in lockdown yeah. when we were in lockdown, right? We're both in hey, Oh, you were man. kind of loose, yeah. Um, yeah, it's absolutely true. New Zealand has gone into level four. That's the highest, hardest top tier lockdown um as of last wednesday so coming mm, up on a so week so you got now. a few more cases today as well yeah but that's normal because we had delta community spread before level four kicked in so they're still expecting that two week sort of um case incidences mm. to climb so we yeah. haven't quite hit that peak yet it's not a huge surprise that there's more um there will still be more for a few more days It'll be sort of to the end of the week that I think people would be hoping that they start to drop again. Um, and are you guys doing the like the no takeaways thing again? Like it all is, that? it is the most intense. Yeah, it is 
everything is shut except for so it's harsher than what we've had here yes i think so everything is shut except for supermarkets medical clinics like uh some essential services like laundromats if you need to clean your clothes and that sort of stuff but that's it there are no restaurants open there's no takeaways open there's no cafes there's no businesses that are going in outside of literally the most essential so everyone is in their homes and that's it you can exercise so there aren't limits on travel distances you can go outside but masks have now become mandatory for the first time which they didn't do last time masks are mandatory in um public spaces so anywhere that um like indoor public spaces so anything like supermarkets and and um, medical clinics and stuff is now legally required that was not the case previously but not outdoor but not outdoors um there is a two meter social distancing requirement so you have to avoid people but they're not mandating masks so Uh uh-huh isn't it interesting that like how like all the whole world's got covid but everyone seems to be kind of doing it differently there's no like textbook on this thing and even even within like australia and new zealand like you guys don't have takeaways uh but you can still wear a mask outside and you don't have um you know a kilometer limit on how far you can go to exercise yeah but we have five kilometers like it's all sort of like we're just guessing aren't we yeah i mean there's, there's i think similar scientific understandings around the world the question is a political one where whether you've got a, a Gladys situation yeah. and she's like, well, I don't want to shut anything down. I know what the science says, yeah. but I'm not going to do it. That's true of um, the different interpretations around the place. But also you have different um, geographic realities. You know, Melbourne is a densely populated CBD area. There's not really a super equivalent. Yeah, good point. Maybe, a, maybe Auckland is, is the most that way where it is a city uh, with people living in it but in Christchurch there's not that many people proportionally who actually live in the city it's, it's a, there's a city area which is entertainment and shops and retail and food yeah. and that sort of stuff but a, accommodation tends to be out in the suburbs so okay, those yeah, kind of point. geographical differences also affect I think the way that they implement those kind of mandates because it, it has to reflect yeah. the reality of what life is here not what life is in Los Angeles or, you know, whatever. Sure. And so when are you come? When are you due to come out? So the current one is, uh, the next update will be on Friday. So it's scheduled okay. to be midnight Friday, 11.59 Friday is, um, is when it's currently scheduled to, to go down, but it's all dependent on caseloads. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they stick it out another weekend that said, there hasn't been any South Island cases yet. There have been cases in the North Island, but not the South Island. So there's maybe 50-50 odds of us dropping down to level three in so the North the Island. the islands are separated by a body of water Correct. in New Zealand? Yeah, that's almost the definition of islands, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. So, so they're the kind nor- of just like separate countries. Yeah. But like I mean, there's the it's one area. country, but... You know how Tasmania yeah. is part of Australia. So, so it is all one country. It's one country. Okay. Um, it's not like New and Zealand, and it's like two differently named mm. places that are together. It's one place. Yeah. No. Okay. But it's two separate islands. Yeah, two separate islands. Not can, not, there, not there's no land bridge physically. Um, yeah, there's no sort of underwater tubing system. Um, yeah, human-sized at least. 
Um, it's like India and Sri Lanka. Yeah, they're like different spaces surrounded by yeah. wet. In the ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I think I understand New Zealand. Maybe now. you have to come and have a look for yourself. I don't know if this is... Yeah. Sort of, if I, maybe I'm not communicating it properly. But like they're what islands mean. That is what okay. this is. Oh, I'll look it up. I'll look at the <laughs> So uh, um, it's possible that we'll drop down to level three is what I'm getting at, but we'll okay. see. Yeah, well, cases are still um, still on the rise here. Fucking really Gladys, look like. Oh, yeah. I got some. I got some beef. Oh, let me let me eat that beef. I'm not. <laughs> Give me the beef. Give me the beef. Give me the Where beef, girl. You know. Um, <laughs> Imagine if that were the lyrics. <laughs> Give me the beef for gonna free my soul. I wanna get boon in a hot dog roll. It's very yeah. good. Is there? Um, Gladys has fucked it. Yeah. Gladys has fucked it for everyone. And including New Zealand. Including New Zealand. We caught this case yeah. from New South Wales. Uh, and yes. It escaped from our quarantine, but it was fucking Delta, you know, like uh, there were You can't really play that blame game though, can you? You can't you can't go do play the blame game that far back. I mean, it's gonna come into New Zealand one way or another. But it hadn't, you know, Delta had been in so many other places to date and we hadn't had any but breaches. Was there no Delta whatsoever? We didn't have any yeah, community cases at all. Well, so there well, were but, managed well, isolation cases that were coming through, and some of them were Delta, I believe, but they never mm-hmm. they never got anywhere. It was all it was all contained. Well, what was and the difference between this volume? I think number of people coming. Ah. Uh. Yeah, I mean, okay, maybe it's a stretch, but it's just it's very frustrating to be working really hard here at elimination. Yeah. Right, like that's the stated New Zealand goal, and I think it's one that we'll hopefully get back to. But then, just across the pond, have uh, a state and a premier who just throw up their hands and been like, "Well, we can't ever get rid of it. We're just going to have to live with it." And it's like, well, you're only in that place because you didn't fucking do anything for two months. And if you'd started with a harder, more aggressive attack, you know, when it first appeared. Then maybe you could have fucking eliminated it. It's such a Boris Johnsony move to be like, well, yeah. idle, 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 tw- sit my dick, sit on my dick, and then wait for it to get completely out of hand. And the pathway that you didn't want to take is now no longer viable. So you just get to go for the the shitty alternative. You know, it, uh, I found it very disheartening. Yeah, it's um it's tricky as well with those places like New Zealand and like some states in. Australia that have lived fairly COVID free for the majority of the the pandemic, like South Australia, Western Australia, you know, the whole of New Zealand, and then when you're hit, you the I'm not, I'm sure the compliance is pretty good there, but you get kind of like people are used to not wearing masks, even though you know New South Wales and Victoria, we've been you know everyone knows has learnt the behaviours and the discipline to work, to wear the mask and to, to be socially distant all the time and all those things. And then in these other places, when you when you kind of, you get a case and you have to go into lockdown, it must be like a 
like a huge shock and everyone has to quickly adjust to what Victorian New and New South Wales are already doing. Yeah. Is the compliance pretty good there? I think compliance has been pretty good. They've been announcing um, police uh, numbers on that sort of stuff. Like, I think one day it was like there were 50 warnings issued and maybe 10 non-compliance notices written or something. Like, I'm making up those numbers, but they're in that ballpark. Sure. Like, they were pretty low Any, um, for the entire country. Freedom rallies? There was a rally, um, but I don't think that it... I think the media here did a fairly decent job of not really paying attention to it, if you know what I mean. They mm-hmm. seem to be on side with the government's uh, elimination strategy and, and with the sensible sort of scientific approach to it. And I think it got some coverage, but it wasn't it wasn't paraded in front of people. And uh-huh. I think that helps to... To, I mean, it, it's controlling the narrative, right? It, it's it's keeping everyone on the same side. That the the theme here, as it was last time, is the team of five million, which is this kind of clever political line, but also a, a sort of warm and fuzzy unifying statement, right? It's like we're in this together. There's one federal government. It 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 uh, em- uh, em- uh, not embraces. What's the word I'm looking for? embodies uh, embodies and cover uh, covers the entire island uh, encompasses that's what i'm looking for it encompasses both islands um separated by water and they uh the, it, it does a job of unifying everyone under the same sort of rules and we've all been in level four um mm. and i won't dwell on the details too much because you know it's just it is what it is but there was an auckland-based um outbreak and then before it was caught, before the first case was identified, a lot of young people were exposed to it and they went around in bars and restaurants in town and that sort of stuff. And there were a significant number of close contacts. And then all of those co- close contacts um, went all over New Zealand. So that's why the right. entire thing shut down because they expected and later confirmed that close contacts had appeared. There was a map like literally with dots all over New Zealand. And so they, they, they went hard like they did last time. They went early and they shut everyone down at the highest level simultaneously. And yeah. to, to loop back to my, my point here, it it does have a community spirit sense to it. When you feel like everyone's in the same position, playing by the same rules, being treated relatively fairly, and we're all in this together. That team of five million thing does seem to resonate with people here. And I think people appreciate the lifestyle they had with an elimination um, strategy and want to get back to it. Right. Yeah. So they still need to, they need to remember that the reason, like it's kind of being grateful. Yeah. It's like a proactive gratefulness thing that you're doing because you need to remember, it's so easy to slip back into life pre COVID, but then I can imagine you might just think, well, this is, you just take it for granted. So you kind of just have to, I guess it's on the news everywhere. So you're constantly reminded that other parts of the world are not. Yeah. It's easy to disassociate that stuff though. Like the, the, one of the other mandatory things that they brought in, which hadn't been mandatory previously was sign in at every uh, public uh, space, like a supermarket or a GP or something like that. You have, you have to either scan the QR code or sign a, a ledger 
and that'll right. be now uh, mandatory for businesses to um, officiate. It'll be a legal requirement on them. So they'll have to s- stick someone at the door and make sure every person that visits has to sign it because they did know that in the sort of the lull where everyone was a bit complacent, only 10% of people were scanning um, places as they went in. And now mm. that's jumped back up again, obviously, but I think they want people to be more consistent with it because it helps so yeah. much with the contact tracing. And you're, I don't know if you want to um, continue this after the intro, but like you're fully vaxxed now, is that correct? That's incorrect. Welcome to Deep Ford, everybody. My name is Nick, and this is a podcast that I do with my friend Michael. He sits in a different place, in a different room across the world in a town called Melbourne, but together, through the miracles of technology, we can have a conversation for you. Michael, do you have anything to say? No, I never have anything to say. Well, you complained once that you didn't get a chance to say anything. Oh, now, now, now I'm complaining again. <laughs> and I'm Nick. Hi. Hey, everybody. Hello. I am not fully vaccinated. I have had one jab, though. But you had your jab over three weeks ago, didn't you? coming up for three weeks this week um so the rollout here has been slowish um i think we're now at around 20 percent of the population had at least one jab or or fully vaxxed um the staggering the age brackets for eligibility and for the general population 30 plus uh, the the decade of the 30s and older becomes available for COVID bookings from tomorrow. So I think right. that there will be a big surge for those filling up. And then I think for uh, 20s is the week later, the September 4th or whatever that is, September 3rd. Um, so in the next two weeks, the demographics for bookings will be opened up much wider to basically everyone. And they've also approved it for kids 12 to 15 now. So if you're going to get a jab, you can bring your kid along as well. Um, Why has the vaccine rollout in New Zealand been so slow? Is it because you're poor? or No, it's part of it is the um, complacency, I think, where there was this kind of perhaps naive expectation that if we could hold our borders long enough, everyone else in the world would get their shit together and the vaccines could go to the places that it was rampant and we could just get it when it was you know, accessible. What I think wasn't properly prob, properly accounted for was uh, the Delta variants and that kind of stuff. And also uh-huh. the places that would not ever successfully get it under control. Um, so then we, we did, I think, have to actively like ramp up um, to try and, and get it out. And they did um, recently change it so that it's now, instead of a three-week gap, it's now officially a six-week gap between our Pfizer jabs. That's based on mm. a little bit of the science saying that it's a slightly better immune response with a bit of a longer gap between doses. But it's also freeing up some of those jabs to go to people who haven't had their first yet rather than giving two to um, someone. You know, So mm. it, it's providing a little bit more of a broader community immunization sooner. Um, and that's just and a ha- reallocation. And how's the um, media treatment of Yacinda going? Is, is she getting good. taken a uh, still good? It's pretty good. Um, she's she's a very good communicator. Um, you can go on IMDb and find the 1pm presser 
because every day they do a 1 p.m. COVID <laughs> press release. And there's all these like positive reviews about like this season of the 1 p.m. presser has like taken some yeah. turns and, you know, Delta introduction was a little bit outlandish, but the, the characters are still great. The performances are interesting. Um, so like, I think there's a good humor about it all. And of course there will be but, detractors, but you know. That's the thing. It's like everyone has, like, cause you've got the New, New South Wales presser here and, and the Victorian one, like it has become like a TV show and you're getting so much information that is so like directly pertinent to your immediate life that it becomes i have legitimately like gotten addicted to the news over the course <laughs> of this pandemic like yeah. i like i'm i'm being 100% serious like i have become addicted to twitter who i just use twitter just to follow journalists australian journalists who are getting tips off like uh, tip offs from from the government and then tweeting about it before the presses. So I just like, I want to be the first one to know. Yeah. And then I've got the ABC news 24 thing going like the whole, since as soon as I walk up, wake up, this is every day. And my housemate can attest to this. I oh wake gosh. up. Your girlfriend's been demoted to housemate. That's how, how <laughs> intense the fight was. <laughs> she, she insists on it now. I've been demoted. Um, I wake up, I get the ABC News live stream app on my phone. I place it like this on the sink next to the shower and I'm ready to go. And then it doesn't it doesn't switch off until about 6 p.m. Wow. You're having a 20, like a 12 hour straight news binge. Straight. Wow. It's least, like, it's a genuine addiction. At least it's ABC and not, you know, like Sky News or something. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, I don't... I mean, ABC is... It is just the same shit, though. It is just like they just recycle all yeah, day. If something new comes up, is, then they, they yeah. pop it in there. So it is it is pointless, but I'm like, I'm like almost like afraid to miss out on anything immediately, even though the things... I mean, you're never going to just like walk out on a Saturday morning and be like, where is everyone? <laughs> you, <know>? <laughs> <laughs> you would find out essential knowledge yeah yeah um, but it's it is an addiction but yeah and is that completely localized or are you finding your interests like are extending globally now like have you been addicted to the afghanistan's you know scandals or are you still only seeing it through this lens of like okay this is my covid life this is my lockdown life that's what i'm fixated on i think it is mostly covid related but it is like just watching the the 24-hour news it is good to like pick up the other stuff like that is coming in like i hear yeah afghanistan is um going through some tricky times at the moment yeah um what was i oh yeah so the interesting just to jump back one one step slightly the interesting thing that you alluded to i think because i'd mentioned it earlier was um the pfizer gaps between between the doses i had actually um preemptively decided because when when i first booked somehow i got an early access code and i don't really know why but possibly because i had an asthma asthma as a kid or something like that um, oh, they just send you a code so this was in the this was the the, the previous form of rollout where there were these groups and if you were in group one you were like 65 plus or a frontline worker group uh, uh, so yeah. group one was frontline workers. group two was like 65 plus group three was like medical conditions and that kind of thing yeah. 
Um, and I got a text during group three when I was like, okay, I'm not over 65 and I don't have any medical conditions, but eh, I'm not going to, not going to complain here. And, and so I booked a, a appointment. And at that time, the advice was to book a second one three weeks later. So I booked those two in um, and went along for my first jab and it all went um, well. And, and if you're interested in hearing about my panic attack stuff, um, go watch the uh, Instagram clip that we put up last week because uh, we did talk about it. Um, but after that point, there was um, some coverage about the potential benefits of waiting on that second jab. And mm. I had described it, I think, to you in that clip before um, before it all went into lockdown that the uh, calculus in a longer gap between um, jabs is, you know, on the pro side, you got a slightly better immune response by some studies. And on the con side, if you are still um, exposed to COVID, you're not completely immunized. So that, that longer gap means a longer time before you can actually defend against that virus get the full um, benefits of it. So yeah. at the time, the um, decision of, oh, I'll push it back a bit was easy because there was no community cases of COVID. <laughs> well, cut to a few weeks later and, and there were. Um, but I'd actually gone ahead and pushed that back to five weeks anyway. And now everyone that's booking is booking at a six-week mandatory, even though there is now the, um, the Delta outbreak in the North Island. But they, they basically threw open the floodgates in Auckland where there'd been this breakout and said, anyone, any age, come in and get a jab. So they have topically applied that kind of um, uh, broader accessibility to places where it mattered. But for everyone else, it'll be first jabs basically coming up this week um, or a, a, a ability to, to book a first jab coming up this week. Okay. And when's your so when is your second? Uh, it'll be two more weeks, another fortnight. Okay, well we'll be uh, fully vaccinated around the same time. Yeah, say so, I'm mid September, I think. Yeah, nice. So how has your uh, lockdown been? You've got a uh, a fairly confident um, routine and dynamic now with the work stuff and with the home stuff. Like you know what you're doing. It's just same yeah. old. It's yeah, so that side's good. Um, I am on the second day of my I'm gonna take a month off drinking, okay? So, um, I just thought that <clears throat> when so when lockdown five happened, I just impulsive like I, I was wasn't drinking too much. Then lockdown five happened, and I went out and got a couple of bottles of wine. And, you know, I was kind of like, it was that feeling of like, fuck it, you know? Um, and then we got out of that lockdown and then a week later we got yeah, back into in. another lockdown, like literally the next week. Yeah. And then I basically through, I think throughout that time I had kind of like increased the amount that I was drinking. And then throughout this, this current lockdown, which was meant to be for two weeks and then had was extended for another two weeks so we are now in the th third week i believe of a four week lockdown which has been extended i'm just like pounding booze um so i decided that 
it'd be fun as an experiment. First of all, it'd be f- just something to do, like <laughs> genuinely. Wait, is is it something to do to not do something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like oh, I'm doing this thing at the moment. I'm not having something. <laughs> and every t- every now and then, I just catch myself not drinking, and I think, yeah, I'm having a great time doing this. <laughs> Yeah, I'm also not being a vegan. <laughs> That's been true for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know I do genuinely think it's like something to do and like, you know, kind of been invested in this um my fitness pal food tracking thing which you told me about. And, you know, I've got my cal caloric goals every day and I'm smashing them. I'm smashing them every day. Is that as in you're going above what you've set yourself or you're um, crushing well, <laughs> crushing hitting what you're trying to get yeah that was i'm clear. smashing them i'm getting thousands <laughs> of calories more than what i said <laughs> i'm i'm under every day but i'm not including the boost okay so yeah and when I you figured... do scan in like a beer or something like that it it's an eye opener when you're like oh god that's that's well, solid calories you know, it's a real, real uh, shock to the system is when you um you go to search for white wine on there and it's like, oh, um, a glass? And you're like, where's, do you have a bottle? Where's the bottle section? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, um, and then you have to enter two bottles. Um, that's, you know, that's, yeah. That's when it's it gets gonna, a little bit going to add a little bit to your totes. It is. It's a lot of calories, and um, that's and so yeah. I wanted to, you know, I thought if we get extended for another two weeks or a month or so, then by the time I come out, you know, maybe we'll be open and I can actually go to the pub. But yeah, that's the other thing. I wanted to like try and you know, I'm seeing you over here getting more shredded every every fortnight, getting (laughs) getting bulkier, sending me gem selfies and (laughs) and um. You doing handstands and shit, and I'm like, I'm just. What am I going to be the fat guy on the podcast? Like, that's that's no life for me. I'm not going to be the fucking fat guy. I'm the dumb guy. Okay, <laughs> and those are mutually exclusive. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So I'm just gonna just gonna see how that goes. I've done like a month off drinking before. Yeah, and you um, you responded so positively to it as well. You were like, "I'm sleeping better, my shits are stronger, like everything was coming up peaches." Yeah, <laughs> and I kept eating peaches. I couldn't stop eating, eating peaches. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm, like, I'm hoping to get in like a positive feedback loop, like of you know, not drinking, waking up a little fresher, which encourages or makes it easier to go out and exercise and read and and yeah. that in turns make you makes you sleep better and yeah know, if i can just get in one of those i reckon yeah um, just getting out of the cycle of just pounding a bottle of wine you know every night just because it's the pandemic i'm like oh you know well it Nothing doesn't matters. actually make logical sense that like because we have to we have to stay in our ho- homes more i guess it kind of does Maybe I should start drinking again, <laughs> but it doesn't make, it's like this impulse to be like, we're locking down and it's like, you know, let's, you know, fuck well, it. It's like, it's a hibernation thing almost, right? Like you're, you're nesting 
and you're like enclosed in a space and you're, you're like, you load up on food and then I'm going to just sort of like hibernate. Right. So I think that's where some of that impulse come from. Right. Like I'm maybe, I think it comes from more of a place for me of like boredom. It's like chaos. Yeah. So there's like this chaotic element to it where, you know, everyone's in this together, kind of the mood on the street changes. I know when like they announced like a at a 4 p.m. press that they announced that we're going into lockdown tonight and then the kind of mood, there's like an urgency before the lockdown sets in and then everyone's kind of like angry and disappointed and stuff. And I think it creates this like energy that channels through me into like, you know, wanting to, it might be a soothing thing. Like I might be like, you know, well, like alcohol is a, is a depressant, right? Like it, it it's. But it people use it to soothe themselves. No, it's a depressant. Yeah, so it it it's like something to numb the feelings a little bit, isn't it? Like it's an outlet. I, exactly, exactly. I think it does numb the feelings, and I think that's probably why I was drinking. Yeah. A lot. The uh, what's where's your other vices at? Are you still not smoking or mostly not smoking? Uh, that yeah, mo- well, that's the other thing. Like I had kind of like picked it up again, but only when I was drinking. Sure. Um, and it's not like I'm certainly not chain smoking. It's like if I'm drinking, maybe I'll have one or two cigarettes. But um, but yeah, that's the other habit that is directly linked to alcohol. Yeah, right. So maybe I can kick that. But it, that's another thing. It's like a kind of a. It's like a. You're literally sucking on a tit. Like it's like, like it is like that, and you're you're taking a deep breath. Like there is like a, it's like a, this soothing thing where you're just like trying to rock yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't literally, um, but you know, metaphorically. There's like a Freudian. I think there's a, some Freudian thing that. But Freud, sure Freud Freud's, paper. Freud's been debunked, right? Well, he he was a he was a cokehead, apparently. Really? Oh, I suppose it yeah, was had, back then. A little. Snuffbox. Yeah. Those were the days, man, when uh, you could just walk into your psychologist's office and he'd just be like, What's up? What do you want? Seat. What do you want? Sit down. <laughs> so stand up. I'll be. Uh, what are you what feeling? What do you want? <laughs> now it's just teenagers at festivals. Ugh. How far we've fallen. Um, on the, on the self improvement um, uh, train, um, uh, I've been. Choo-choo. <laughs> just yeah it's not a, there wasn't even like a there wasn't a self-improvement related pun to it like you didn't try and make take it take a swing at what a, a self-improvement I just train took, i just took the like. train you just took the train part took the train part and you're like well, what sound does a train make that's, that's where how we I'll do focus it. on it that's how we do it <laughs> <laughs> all aboard um, yeah you could have gone for like a you you, like a make make it about uh, it doesn't matter. Um, uh, I have recently been uh, so I've had migraines for like twenty years, mm. and uh, I have recently been on this kind of strengthening kick with the gym stuff because I had a knee related issue that had come up when I was running, and basically been in a process of trying to sort that out for well over a year now um and had seen some progress obviously with the gym but not being able to crack the knee stuff with the physio but in that process of paying attention to my body and 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 
re-examining things that I'd accepted were just kind of how it was. Um, and with a bit of encouragement from KC, uh, went to a migraine specialist to a headache clinic to try and just get a, a, the lie of the land on where migraines and, uh, you know, so the scientific understanding for all that stuff now sits and to know whether yep. there was anything they might be able to do about it. Um, and so I've had, I think now four sessions over the past three, no, must be a month now. Um, and it has been truly transformative. It has been an amazing improvement. Um, what do they do? So when I first got diagnosed, it was when I was in year seven and I had such, I'd woken up in the middle of the night. Um, I, how old does that make me? Maybe like 12 or 13. Mm -hmm. um screaming and also like talking gibberish like like what like words were not forming and and they were my parents were concerned and worried and they were like come on we've got to take you to the doctor this is you know late at night and they're like put your shoes on and then i went to go find my shoes and socks and i was like looking in the wrong places in the room like i didn't know where i was spatially well, and like disoriented all this kind of disoriented yeah. and like looking in the wrong drawers and things and couldn't Whoa. tie my laces and all that kind of stuff yeah, and cuckoo. Yeah, and like like that's how it fucks with your brain. Um, sometimes. Um, so that was called a confusional migraine, and that was the first um, uh, external like episode. visible episode. Yeah. And they don't diagnose a migraine till you've had a few of them, or at least they didn't at the time. But then I continued to have the headaches and things, and that um, has persisted for the past twenty years. Um, including the more annoying part for me, which is not so much the headaches, but the auras, which is a visual disturbance that like floats in front of your vision um, and, and distorts and as it goes tunnel vision. I get sort of flickering, jagged, jagged lightning bolts that sort of course across my... It's, it's horrible. Um, and the, the best treatment I have for them after going through a few different pills and that sort of stuff was just painkillers, but also just going to bed and trying to sleep through it. Um, and then preventatively, uh, I had noticed that it seemed to be uh, tightness in shoulders that would trigger them and neck related stuff. Oh. And a GP a few years ago had said, go and get massages um, regularly. Um, like often, at, they'd sit it every fortnight. I sort of do it every month. Um, because I'm not made of money, um, but loosen up those neck muscles, and uh, and that seemed to help a little bit. So in the past maybe five years, I've got into an uneasy truce with them, where when they hit, they're not too bad, but they're still a persistent variable that can just appear in my life at any time. So that was sort of the status mm -hmm. quo, and that was based on old old, you know, diagnoses and and the GP's expectations from way back when. So yep. cut to this clinic and I go in and, and it's like an hour long appointment. It was fucking expensive. Um, and sit down. How expensive? Uh, it was like $300 or something for an hour. Um, okay. Not covered by my health insurance. And Ooh. the, yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, well, let's just, let's just see what, where we're at. No, you know, what's, what's new. 
and they ask me all these questions like what do you what you know how does it feel where does the pain come what do you experience blah 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 what are you expecting what do you want um and i was basically like look i just i want an update i want to know where we're at in the science of this and yeah you know i'd like to minimize the auras because i find them really disturbing and distracting um and not disturbing in a way that i'm like seeing horrific imagery just like it's very disruptive um and so they had a look and 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 you know uh basically the current understanding of migraines is now it's all about the brainstem and 95 percent of all headaches come from the neck and the shoulders all headaches all headaches all all headaches all all um migraines all tend to come 95 percent of the time from your neck from your neck and the the brain stem at the at the base of your neck and basically oh, like it's a dumb question but like yeah. even like hangover headaches and uh or is that like dehydration is uh, it like dehydration probably causes it but he, here's my understanding we can try and guess whether it's hangovers afterwards so the brain yeah. stem is like an an information tube and it's it all the nerves from the body all the information that your limbs and, and organs and everything have gets sent up through the brainstem to your brain. Um, your brain doesn't actually have any nerve endings. So when you feel a headache, you're not actually feeling literally at that site anything. That's referred pain. So there's no nerve endings in your head when you have a headache. That's being transferred, um, referred from a pain in your neck for the most part, right? So. Whoa. So, so yeah, if you, so if you, does that mean the pain is technically in your neck? Correct, one hundred percent. When here's a, here's a fact that they told me. This will this is uh, you'll like this one. When they do brain surgery, when someone cuts open your head, right for you know whatever medical purpose, they will numb the to skin to make you not gay again. Yeah, they they tried it. It didn't work. Um, the they will numb the skin. But they will not inject anything or numb the brain at all because the brain doesn't feel anything. The brain doesn't have nerve endings. So you can carve into your head and that'll cut the skin. That'll hurt. But when you jab something into the brain, nothing. It doesn't feel anything. There's no nerves there. Isn't that wild? I wonder why evolution decided that. Like, why did it decide that the brain didn't need any? I think there was too much else going on or it's it's protected so it wasn't biologically necessary to know it. that it's being hit by something or I guess like if you're in a position where your your brain's being touched yeah. historically you've been fucked. You, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been like well, you know. Yeah. At this point at this point that's not, not really going to it's not going to solve the problem. Yeah. No one's touching your brain, and then you're going, "Oh, who's doing that?" Oh, get, oh get, shit! Who get your thumb oh, out of there, shit. Gary? <laughs> My brain's exposed to the elements. Um, oh, cold today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the um, the point being <laughs> that um, it all comes through your neck, and there's a lot of information that goes through there. And if your the muscles in your neck and your shoulders are very tight or tense or constricting on the, the brainstem, um, it'll get to a point where it's like hypersensitive or vulnerable. And then right. one more little trigger 
which for some people is weather, for some people it's temperature, something they've eaten. Maybe this is where the hangover or dehydration information stuff comes into. Um, one more piece of information basically overloads the brainstem and then it shoots off all this like warning signals into your brain and goes, hey, fuck, 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 fuck. Um, and that's what a headache is. So right. in a migraine context, um, it was all about the neck and shoulder tension. And she basically had a look and discovered that some of my vertebrae were misaligned and that they were Whoa. not actually sitting straight. Um, and so all of that tension was the neck muscles trying to accommodate vertebrae that weren't in the right position. She has been in a process of using just her thumbs, just the gentle pressure on her thumbs, just to push like a vertebrae slightly back into alignment, right? And then reinforcing that new position with some postural changes and simple exercises. So I've been on this process. So this is a permanent like a permanent fix so this is the thing right so after the end of this first consult she was like okay yeah i think we can stop you having headaches i was like what what completely i've I've been having these for 20 years um and she's just like yeah i think we can yeah i think we can resolve this like oh my god i i I didn't want to get too excited right like i was just like i've you know I'd, I'd prefer to be cautious than than <laughs> naive, right? But it has you were been... like, whoa! <laughs> She's like, no, 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 don't do that. Oh, sorry, that's how well, I that's how, that's I, how I express my happiness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just completely undo all of her vertebrate work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I she's put it into place. And I've returned, I think, three days later the first time, then a week later, and now two weeks later. And, you know, the the staggering. Every time for 300 bucks a pop? No, it's 150 for follow ups. But it's still like I'm dropping some dough on this shit. But at the same time, like if I can spend a grand and then never have migraines again, I'm like, fucking take my money. It's a Um, good investment. So um, she's been putting it into place. And then I've been doing like strengthening exercises on the neck and everything to sort of keep the the muscles holding the vertebrae in the new position and sitting in like an incredibly upright posture, uh, like sleeping differently so that it doesn't come out of position when I'm asleep, Um, doing these exercises multiple times a day. But it has been like significant progress and I feel better. Um, And it's been now seven weeks since I've had a migraine and normally I was on like a monthly schedule. So this is like really significant. Um, That's huge. Yeah. So the, uh, the 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 craziest one as well. Have you ever had dry needling? No, I don't know what that is. Have you ever had acupuncture? No. So acupuncture is like very tiny little needles, and they just put it in the skin level, right? They just leave it there, mm-hmm. and then your 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 body kind of uh, releases tension, right? Dry needling right. is that same concept, but you keep going and you push. You hit the, the muscle underneath the skin and you find knots or, or muscles in, in, in the wrong positions and you're literally kind of breaking it with a needle so that it, it snaps or disappears there and reforms, ideally, if you're doing the correct yeah. exercises, into the position it should be. So this is something I first encountered last year when they were trying to fix my 
knee. Um, they, I had muscles in all kinds of weird places compensating for stuff. Um, so they would do some dry needling at the physio there. Um, and that was quite successful, but a little bit disconcerting. Um, because their goal is often to find muscles that are very tight, very tense because they're in the wrong place or straining or, or pulling the wrong thing and then like snap it so that it, 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 it releases right. and, and, and readjusts your, your body position. And this is like proper medicine. Yeah, this my is like understanding of acupuncture was like kind of like... Totally, it's like yeah. I was a little Chinese bit like... medicine uh, or something. I don't know what the what's the scientific basis for all this yeah but the logic of it was explained to me as i sort of explained it then um as you're getting the the muscles that have been compensating or, or or in the wrong position holding things incorrectly out of the way and then strengthening everything up so that it's correct and that sort of makes yeah. a logical sense to me you do want to make sure you're the reputable physio i'm sure um but uh the the headache woman also did it as well um and i had had famously tight shoulders like tight traps um and i like, heard about those they made a movie about those they did yeah what was it called it was it was called the parent um, trap with Lindsay lohan oh that's a yeah you gotta know your you gotta know your physiology to get that reference <laughs> does everyone know what traps are i don't think i think people know what traps. we don't are. need to go there um anyway just google just google matt damon man ba- matt Matt Damon played your uh, your neck muscle. He was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, the 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 uh, the point being that uh, that had been something that I'd been able to correlate between having a migraine when my shoulders and my neck and stuff were really tight. So that 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 correlated with my my previous experiences and understanding of how it worked. And um, so she said about trying to dry needle my shoulders, my, my trap muscles and release some of the tension that was pulling on my neck to again, try and minimize the chance that that brainstem is going to be overloaded with, with tension and information and, and cause a migraine. Yeah. And fuck if it wasn't the most like uncomfortable, unpleasant, but super satisfying experience. Cause it is significant, like, discomfort it hurt hurt. like these these things were so fucking tight it was like you know how in a monster movie when godzilla walks through the golden golden gate bridge and like a suspension suspension cable snaps it's like you know like whips through cars and just like slices through um you know uh, buses and things like that was the sensation of i had like these tendons right like strung out so taut and and like tingling like trembling with the amount of tension in my shoulders and then she went in with these needles and she'd like jab at it and jab at it and then it would just like bah and it would pop. And you, what did that and feel like in it in was your... like it was literally like a loosening but also pain because it was like this tight tense muscle suddenly snapping like an elastic band snapping um why and... are you so, why do you have so much tension I don't know, like historical deformity. Like I broke my collarbone as a kid. Maybe it just grew weirdly since then. It could have been early days of sitting at a desk or postural stuff, which I'd tried to improve but never been able to get properly sorted. Like, I don't know, who knows? Mm. 
daddy um, issues daddy issues um that's, <laughs> they said that was one of the big ones um <laughs> but like i literally had bruises on my back the next day like you could Did see you? significant like <laughs> bruises where this has all happened and my after it was all done like i happened to have my pfizer jab on my left arm my uh dry needling on my shoulders I had mouth ulcers <laughs> i'd been for a run and like or i'd done like a leg day or something like that and i was just sitting here like this feeling like my entire body hurts <laughs> everything everything hurts i'm not oh, allowed to sit sorry. on a couch anymore because of the posture and my arms sore and i have to sleep funny and my neck sore and i'm bruised and i was just like miserable and she said tonight you're going to feel like you got hit by a truck and then in two days you'll thank me. And sure oh. enough, two days later, once the, you know, <laughs> initial overwhelming soreness had dissipated, my shoulders legitimately had dropped like one or two centimeters on each side. Like they actually sit physically lower now than they did before they needed it. So from where to where? It was sort of like up here. And okay. now, they, now they're like they... Li- legit lower um yeah because okay. the the muscles were released um but yeah so anyway this has been a sort of narcissistic ramble for a while but it's just so exciting to be in a position where like plausibly this long like um ongoing medical condition could like magically now not i shouldn't say magic but like suddenly not be an issue that i have to deal with because of the improved understanding of science and the causes of migraines yeah my my mom has um her whole life also suffered from migraines and she like to the point where um like she she was she was a primary school teacher and she multiple times threw up on kids yeah like threw up on children yeah and she would it would just be like part of our, like looking back on how we like didn't appreciate how the, the suffering that mum was going to going through back then makes me um feel kind of sad for her. And also hearing like talking to you and hearing about your, um your migraines. It's like, it's so easy to like kind of palm it off as like, Oh, well I felt I've a had headache. a headache. Like yeah. I've had a headache. So it's got to be like just a bad headache. But yeah, she used to like she used to she would frequently come home from works because she was too um, unwell from migraines to work, and yeah. she would throw up on little children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I no. Can just imagine, like in year uh, yeah. four class. Yeah, and they're your screaming. Just throws up on you, <laughs> and she would. Oh, I just I just had this memory. I haven't thought about this in a while. She would have a bucket in the class. Yeah, and sometimes when she's felt it coming on, she would yeah. tell her she students to, to go get the bucket, go yeah. get Mrs. C's bucket. Bucket. She didn't call it a fuck it bucket. <laughs> <laughs> go get Mrs. C's, Mrs. C's bucket. 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 And go get Mrs. C's bucket, and don't you dare fuck it. Yeah, the yeah. um, that is that's awful, but it's also like very familiar. I, I'm not someone you who throw would, up. Uh, not always. Um, in fact, I would say rarely, but definitely has happened where it just yeah. this overwhelming nausea and you're like, oh, I need to get it out. Um, uh, and weirdly, 
you often felt better after throwing up. I don't know what biologically the cause for that was, but um, you should, you should, I'll, I'll have to, cause there's a, yeah, if you, I, I will definitely pass this. this on to my mum. There's a name of, maybe I could get it for her for Christmas or something. Yeah, or you could just tell her and she could do it herself now rather than wait four months and let her throw up three more times. Yeah, she won't do it. She won't do it. She's like this um, of the uh, of the generation and or I don't know if it's a generational thing or a cultural thing where she's just like, it's more important to her to suck it up and right. be like soldier on, yeah. which is dumb. So it is the Watson... The Watson approach. The Watson Headache Institute found this um, sort of connection, I think, with um, vertebrae and, and, and that sort of thing. And their approach is this sort of gentle um, thumb pressure to realign the spine. It's not like a Cairo. They're not like cricking, like doing any kind of aggressive movements. Yep. It's like literally just a pressure on the neck. Um, the Watson. The Watson. The Watson Headache Approach. Yeah. Cool. Um, and yeah, right, I, I, I came into it not really knowing, well, we'll just see what happens. And it has been really positive. And the other thing, which is amazing, sorry to keep going on about this. The, no. um, the other really cool thing is I have always been reactive to a migraine. It has always been, okay, well, it's coming up oh, on a few, on a few weeks and I'm just waiting and, you know, like my shoulders are getting a bit tense, but my massage isn't till next week. So... Uh, we'll see what happens, mm. see what happens. And then when it hits, it's like, okay, I'll take my painkillers now. And then I guess I'll just go to bed. And that was it. That was my treatment strategy. I'd had some other pills. I didn't really like how they felt the day after, like a more aggressive sort of... Um, uh, painkiller? Not painkiller. It's like a... Blocker or something. Yeah, it's, it's like a blocker. Um, the triptans are the type of drug. And I think they're like a, a blocker of, of some of that nerve signal so that the the brainstem doesn't overload but then the next day you're feeling like kind of fuzzy because it's literally numbed your receptors right um so i didn't really like those and that was my strategy was like well it'll just randomly come and i literally would travel everywhere anywhere with my bag because my bag and anyone who, who knows me you know closely enough will know that i just come anywhere it doesn't matter if we're getting a coffee or you know, catching up at friend's house. I have my bag with me because my bag has got my migraine kit in it, and it's got all the various meds that I might want and painkillers and that sort of thing. And one of the great things about this has been, I've had preventative techniques, but also um, uh, symptomatic techniques. Like when I am feeling a headache come on, I now have an actual. Um, stretch or um, uh, exercise that I can do to cut it off to prevent it from even happening. Like if you're feeling this coming on, here's what you do. I've never had that kind of um, control over it, where I can yeah. be on it and have something pr- proactive to do when I when I feel like susceptible to it and potentially to stop it from happening at all. Like that's in itself, even if I still get migraines, even having those techniques is really like a, a big step forward. So yeah, I, I'm i just very excited about it all. Yeah, it must be like weird just having this thing that you know that can just, it's kind of like what you said last week um, on that little clip where you're like kind of, 
you're told after you get the shot to just like monitor for symptoms and you're kind of like looking out for like, oh, am I going to get like a blood clot or something? Like that's been like kind of your life. You're just like, am I going to get a, a yeah. am I going to get a debilitating migraine at any point? That's, that would be a, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't go so far shot. as to say it's the entire um cause of like the anxieties that's been prevalent in my life but it's certainly one of those factors like if you're primed for the possibility that at any moment something could go wrong and you might have to walk out of this meeting or stop filming the episode or you can't do the thing yeah. that people are relying on you can't meet people for the coffee or whatever then it does prime you a little bit for that sort of anxiety and that self uh, that internalization of like, what am I feeling? What's happening? Is that is that coming on? What 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 can I see? You know, it does sort of if keep you in gets, that mindset. If this gets cured for you, do you reckon you'll, you know, you feel like your identity's wrapped up in it somewhat? <laughs> you'll be like, <laughs> I, I th- used to be the migraine guy, and now I'm yeah. not. Um, I think I just won't tell people it's cured, and then I'll use it as a great excuse. <laughs> But, oh, sorry. But with I, really bad acting. Uh, sorry, I uh, I could only be here for forty minutes at your party, uh, but I've got a migraine, and I guess I just have to go home and and sleep or something. I'm so sorry. I really wanted to be here for your toga party, uh, but oh, gosh, it just Nick, happens. Sometimes. Just just take your just take. Why don't you just take your I pills? You brought your backpack. The... You never leave it. No, they got wet. They got wet. Someone someone dumped some punch on it. What were they? What were they? Uh, how how were you keeping your pills? They were they got loose. Wet? They were just loose in the bottom of my bag. Like <laughs> <laughs> for for speed, I cracked them out of the foil, just um just so that I didn't have to worry about like in the moment, you know that that finger pressure getting it through. So I just keep them loose. Well, that was smart. And to they're a degree, lint covered for the speed. Yeah, yeah, but it does mean they're now water susceptible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you've uh, been stuck in a rut and you need something to lift your uh, mood, uh, then may I recommend the Deep Thought Podcast. There are plenty of episodes in our back catalogue, and I'm sure that each and every one of them momentarily can bring a smile to your face. Um, So check it out at deepthought.podbean.com. Follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. I will repeat again, as we've alluded to, there was an, an exclusive bonus clip on instagram this week we couldn't fit in the last week's episode we threw it up there um so give it a watch it's only five minutes um but there's bonus content there um check out our soundcloud send in your questions comments and concerns to deepfort at gmail.com and just be nice humans out there everyone's going through stuff and you don't know what that is so just try and be kind i had a weird thought the other day that um it might be dumb but like have you ever thought that, you know how, okay, so we're out there looking for other life on other planets, but maybe what if there's like a civilization or another species of something that's microscopic and that like the universe to us, like galaxies seem so big that maybe we are microscopic to something else and the galaxies look really small. Is that dumb? No, I think that's plausible. That's the, um, yeah. we call that the men in black theorem, um, where <laughs> if you zoom out far enough, everything's just in a water droplet um, on some other random planet. That could, I mean, that makes, that makes sense. 
like to a degree like that it would that there's more than the universe in that sense like there's more that the universe is like we're just like microscopic little you know little what are those um gross little uh microscopic is they called tollards or something tollards tardigrades okay maybe we're tardigrades to something else out there in the universe what did you call me you're saying i look like a little moss pig is that what you're saying i'm saying we all are we all are disgusting those things are fucked up gross (laughs) they got cute little snouts though i'll give them that (laughs) isn't Um, that weird that also that like other animals like we look at like i don't know what's a gross fucking animal (laughs) Even Love the tardigrades, they are looking at each other and going, oh, this, that's all right. Like, there's attractive Do we there's attractive know how do tardigrades breed? Do they breed? Do they okay. split? They probably, <laughs> I don't know. They, they usually... Just, okay, can, usually you, can you Google for me dates. now? Can you Google for me now, tardigrade fuck? <laughs> tardigrade, tardigrade, how do you spell it? T-A-R-D-I-grade. My Google Chrome has been an absolute... Google Chrome is shit. You need to use a different browser. Tardigrade. Fuck. Fuck. Reddit. What the fuck? Tardigrades. (laughs) Well, I mean, you can't really complain, can you? I don't think I'm going to find any scientific uh, information with that type of search, Nick. Anyway, this is not my point. My point (laughs) was that there are gross fucking animals out there, but to themselves, they think that each other are attractive, which is funny. And they look at us and they think, you're gross. It's you know possible. what I mean? Yeah, sorry, I was reading about tardigrades for sex. Um, they can be both sexual and asexual in nature. Uh, normally, they have both female okay. and male reproductive organs and they reproduce sexually. However, some species don't have male reproductive organs and can be asexual. So there are um, they undergo parthenogenesis. The females are lay eggs and they just develop without any need of fertilization. So there you go. Well, there's, there you go. There's your science if fact. you're that fucking disgusting, either don't have sex or grow both reproductive parts so you can have sex with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's some words to live. That's by, why though. there is a god. Some good advice. Some good advice there from Michael. <laughs> Um, you got a seggy for me, Michael? It's been a Nick heavy show and I'm ready to hear you talk. I've got a weird news that I've been trying to plug for the last few weeks that I think we could do. It's not, it's not as timely, but I think it's, it's pretty fucking astonishing. This weird news. It's pretty, it's pretty fucking, I don't even I say it's pretty weird. Okay. I can't wait. Let's do it. All right. Um, oh, and I, I'm going to end. I got, I know how we're going to end. Well, I don't know how we're okay. going to end. I've also got something to say about eggs. So it's up to you. <laughs> All right. How... I mean, it's quite, quite an ominous <laughs> shadowing there, Nick. Yeah. Um, so it's up to I you. think we all want to hear that. <laughs> yeah. I is mean, it, stay is tuned. It, is it a rant? It's not, an, it's not a rant. I would go so okay. far as to call it a tip. <laughs> I, got oh, yeah, I, I got some egg related. I got some egg related advice. What can I say? That's all I'm saying. I love it. Okay. Okay. Let me whip through this. Um, no, no. I, I want to uh, savor this weird news. Okay, but I want. Don't forget the egg thing. I, I, I think we can't now. All right. 
play the weird news jingle now. When? Okay. Sorry. Nick. Oh, I was trying to be cool. You okay. know how we do it cool. <sighs> Sorry, I forgot. Okay, just set me up again. No. No. Now. Nah. <laughs> In the news today from the strange and weird fact file. Well, for decades, only crackpots and crazy people believed in UFOs. Deputies say anyway. the suspect told them he's been performing sex acts on animals since the 1970s. I told about my close encounter with the yeti. Totally a sticky situation at an airport in Tennessee after baggage spray from Turns out, the government has been taking This is Deep Thought Weird News with Michael Zubrefkla Sludge. You're a control freak. All right, so this comes from South America, this weird news. Okay. Now, this is... Now, most weird news has been kind of, um, (laughs) well, let's say factually uh, shaky (laughs) and also based uh, either, you know, decades old. This is... This is from July. So this is is only a month old. This is fresh weird. And it comes to us from... And it's real, okay? So, I like that you've retroactively was... thrown your previous stories under the bus there. You really, you didn't do them any service by suddenly declaring that just because they're not true, they somehow <laughs> less valid. I thought it was all part of the fun. Okay. But um, this one's real, okay? So, <laughs> this was a terrifying weird news oh. where a woman... Had a mid-air heart attack while bungee jumping and died. But here's the thing. She jumped without a cord. And let me tell you why. What? Did you hear about this? No, I haven't heard so, any of these. This is all fresh. This is in, this is incredible, this story. Okay, so I'm just going to read the article. Please. Okay, a, bun- a bungee jumper who plummeted about 50 meters to her death is believed to have died of a heart attack mid-air after realizing she wasn't attached to the bungee cord. Funny that the, that she said after realizing. Oh, I guess she, that's that why she had a heart, why have a heart attack. So Colombian lawyer, uh, let's just call her Miss Gomez because I can't pronounce that, um, tragically died when she followed the wrong signal to jump. So this was medic- over rock. This wasn't over water. This wasn't over a river. This was like straight into a gorge. There's a photo here of it, and uh, yeah, it's a gorge. Hold on. Should I send it to you so you can follow along? I that... think we know you what a, yeah, a gorge is. You know what a gorge is? It's like an upside-down island. So it's interesting this article has led with the fact that it, this was a heart attack because it's not the most interesting part about this story. And medical support, a report now suggests the woman's uh, cause of death was not the fall. According to the report, the young woman suffered a heart attack during the, the during the fall and was dead before she hit the ground. The tragedy happened when during Miss Gomez's first bungee jump with her boyfriend in the province of Antioquia, Colombia. According to the footage taken by onlookers, there's footage of this. Oh. The bungee instructor yelled to Miss Miss Gomez's boyfriend to jump now, but Miss Gomez appears to have thought the instruction was for her. Panicked. And jumped without a cord. She wasn't even hooked up. Oh. So the, the instructor has gone to the boyfriend, jump now. She's just gone, ah! and jumped off. Oh, that's so um, sad. Really sad. Should be called sad news too. We can do, we can do that <laughs> as a segment. 
<laughs> her boyfriend immediately rushed to her side and tried to perform CPR, but she was already dead. Um, yeah, so th- this is a quote from someone that was there. The signal for the was for the boyfriend to jump because he was already attached to the security equipment. Um, they had only put the harness on her, so she got confused and rushed. That's weird news, guys, for this week. How that's, sad that's and like scary rough. is that? But imagine, imagine knowing, like, so something had to have happened, yeah. right, in midair, where she's like either facing up and sees there's no cord, or realized after she jumped, like, oh fuck they didn't mean me or maybe yeah. like people are screaming after her or something and she's like oh shit and it yeah. is so traumatic <laughs> that you have a heart attack in midair like yeah. you can't have been falling for that long either like fuck 50 meters that's two seconds Three 50 seconds, meters maybe? is not that tall that's a little yeah. it has to be more than 50 meters surely well, let's just say two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. And oh. I, yeah, I reckon it's like hearing people just going, what the fuck are you doing? And then also realizing yourself, you're like, oh, I've just done like a very knee jerky, impulsive thing here. And yeah, that's it. Whoops. That's the end. Yeah. I spoke, uh, look, look, if you had to choose. Okay. I don't want to ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to ask it. I, I was going to say, if you'd rather die of a heart attack or of an impact. There's no good answers, is there? I think... Uh, I mean, maybe the heart attack will distract... I don't know. I mean, it, the idea Maybe of, both is better than one or the other. If the heart attack like makes you unconscious, then you probably yeah. want that. Yeah. But Ugh. I I always like, do you do this? I always like imagine, even if I'm just like walking down the street, I like sometimes my brain just imagines something horrific happening. Yeah. Like I'm imagine not, not like tripping on a curb. This is what I imagined the other day. And this is pretty okay. graphic. Oh, it didn't gosh. happen. Okay. But I imagined, I was just like, this is during the day. I imagined tripping on the curb and there was like, and I imagined like, and then, and then I was, I was like, would my brain like, my God, we need to put like a warning at the head of this segment. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I wasn't emotionally prepared and I was part of this. Well, that was just in my brain. Like yeah. that, it's not my fault. Yeah. No, it is my fault for telling you on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give us the egg thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is, this is, okay, you know, maybe this was genius. Maybe this got people to stay through a really unpleasant, sad, weird news segment. Maybe they're clinging on to the hope that Dude. my egg advice is going to be worth it. It's going to lift the mood up again. But you've given me a very hard segue. Let's do the hardest segue <laughs> ever. This is going to be so underwhelming. <laughs> So I have egg news. Uh, so this is a new segment. I'm calling Nick's eggy advice. Um, and this is a it's segment. Just, I've just you got haven't one. gone with an egg pun. You've had. <laughs> you've avoided all I'm, egg puns. I don't like of which there are thousands. 
the the uh, yeah, I'm a little bit traumatized. I think my pun center is is um, distracted. Um, the <laughs> is, there's something kind of nice about an egg related cent- segment which has no pun. Um, like I think it's a mature, <laughs> yeah, a sort of a, a grown ups um, podcast segment. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this is this is an all ages advice. Um, so feel free to, to tell children if they're interested. Just don't let them start the podcast too early. <laughs> I love that you put a warning at the end of at the start of this. Yeah. <laughs> feel free to tell all children. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so I just have just have one little um, I, I suppose you call it a life hack, um, a little mm. bit of egg related um, information which I've recently mm. discovered and which I think is a significant improvement on my day to day life. Um, it, it. it relates to eggs and the way that you get the good bits out of the shell. Michael, is it how do you the... crack an egg? I crack it just on the table. Fuck. Why? Is that the tip? <laughs> That's not the tip. Are you serious? No, it's not. My, um... So, so I've been a... <laughs> I've been a bowl. I've been a bowl. I've been a bowl cracker for a long time, Michael. Um, like I, I, I like a rim. Yeah, I, I would. I would go to the, go to the edge of a go to the edge of a implement, crack okay. it, crack it, and uh, you know, you, inevitably you get some shell. You get some shell in. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it's it's, it's quite like an aggressive, a like a vertical. Yeah, you know, you, it, it just goes everywhere. You get some of it. Also spillage. Spillage. You lose some on the outside. Did did you know that if you just hit it on a table, <laughs> like a flat surface, just like a gentle but confident tap on a flat, and then take that semi-broken egg over to your your dish and you, you you put those thumbs in it and you split it yourself, you'll find a perfect a perfect pour, no shell, no shell mm. penetrating. Just give it give it a little bit of a table slap. And you get that juicy egg goodness into your bowl without any shell. I think, yeah, I think this is a good tip, uh, even though I guessed it and I'm, you know, clearly light years ahead of you in terms of egg cooking. But also, here's uh, just to add on to that, even if on the off chance you do get a little shell in there, the best way to get the uh, bits of shell out is Don't to say use... It. Don't say it. The shell nah. that you have cracked, it's true. It's, it's like... Not, it's not true. It is Everyone true. Everyone always says that. It doesn't fucking work. It doesn't, it doesn't work, work for you because you're, you got, you got egg issues, crapping. clearly. I'm rib, I'm rib yeah. crapping. But you're not very excellent at it. How do you like your eggs? Do you like a scrambled, a boiled, uh, runny, uh, yolk, um, a fried? How do you like them? I like a scramble. I like a poached. Don't go fried too often, but every now and then. Do you, do you go boiled? Nah, I'm, I'm not on boiled egg. I'm a huge dude. boiled egg. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really? I'm, I'm You're a huge, huge boiled egg. Hard boiled egg. Hard. Hard. Not even semi. Sometimes semi. How hard? But. <laughs> Mostly hard. Most, mostly semi. I like it when it gets the little grey bits, and I know that means it's over. We're still talking about eggs, yeah? 
oh yeah i guess <laughs> whatever 